everyone. Welcome back to a special bonus episode of Uncanny Treks, where we review the new Green Lantern animated film starring Jon Stewart, Beware My Power, now on HBO Max near you. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. How the hell are you doing tonight, Matt? You know, wow, this uh, Jon Stewart Green Lantern film, yeah, pretty good, Bob. Enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty solid. Pretty solid as these things go. Uh, you know, just to kind of begin on a very grim political note that might get me canceled, Matt, never never forget that the true tragedy of America's endless wars abroad is that our soldiers feel bad about it afterwards. It's very true, Bob. John Stewart in the first scene snipes 10 men. Boom, 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 boom. That's America right there. We love our war criminals, folks. We love them. We really do. So I uh, did like, or early in the movie... We have a relatively realistic treatment where a black man stops two white guys from burning a bum alive and the white cops arrest the black guy. That felt about right, you know? Yeah, they're trying to burn this bum alive, but before the camera pulls back to show you that it was gasoline, did you think those guys were like peeing on the homeless man? No, I, I, this is kind of grim, but given that, you know, like lighting, uh, lighting bums on fire is an awful thing that awful people in, in this awful country do on a semi-regular basis, I kind of always assumed it was going to be gas. Oh, so that's like a legit thing? I, I, yeah, I did not know yeah. this. That makes me really sad. Yeah, no, that's, that's a real thing. Mm. I guess I wasn't paying that close attention. Did they kind of frame it as if it were urine? Well, no, they frame it as he's laying on the ground and then like a big thing of like liquid falls on him, you know, kind of like, yeah, I was like, okay, that's weird. But then it pulls back and you see it's a gasoline can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Matt, I, like setting aside John Stewart's race for a second, do you think if the police found out they had a Medal of Honor recipient arrested, would they let him go? Uh, I don't know, Bob. You said setting race aside, and really, what I, I was thinking this was my thought process. If it was a Medal of Honor recipient and it was a white dude, probably. But I'm gonna say if it's a black guy, you know, what what part of America is this is supposed to be taking place in? Uh, I think Detroit, right? Because probably Detroit. Is, is okay. it that where he's from? Yeah, that, that's what I was kind of was thinking, but. I mean, I hate to say it, but like a black Medal of Honor recipient and American police and the environment we live in today, the police are probably pulling one of those like, who'd you steal this off of kind of thing. And I, I, that would just piss me off. In fairness to the the scene in the movie, though, it's not like John Stewart doesn't say anything about it, right? It's like, I can't remember. It's like the dispatcher does it or like the one of the cops like Googles it on their phone or something, you know? Well, yeah, they pull out his, his ID and it's got it on there, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't. Do they put that on your ID? I don't think so. Maybe he has to carry. So. Maybe he's like a card carrying Medal of Honor thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're depressingly probably right. But I, I did want to pose like the race free hypothetical. But yeah, you're you're you're. There is no race free hypothetical, Bob. Yeah, no, nah, no. That's very woke if you mad, and you're not wrong in this instance. You're not wrong. So I was kind of curious if Guardians of the Universe Bleeding Blue was established in the comics. So uh, after you, uh, after I read your question here, I, I, I Googled it, and that proved useless. Uh, there are no pictures of dead guardians with blood spewing out of them. I, I will ask this, though. Did they bleed when Parallax kills them in the comics? Because I, I don't remember that. I, I don't honestly think they do. don't remember. I yeah. honestly don't remember. And I couldn't find the issue, so I'm just like, eh. I'm just going to assume that maybe. I mean, given that they have blue skin, it's not that much of a reach. Although something that maybe mitigates it being against it being something from the comics is... If you notice, like, other aliens bleed blue later in the movie, so 
that may just be like the movie's way of doing alien blood. It may not be a guardian specific thing. Right. And I will say that, you know, there is, there is some human blood too. So we know it wasn't just a way to get around the, uh, PG 13 rating. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think this is really how John Stewart's origin goes in the comics, but I do like the idea that it, his origin is a kind of a one-upping of how Jordan, right? How, how Jordan gets his ring off a dying green lantern. John Stewart gets his ring off a dying guardian of the universe. I just like the one-upsmanship there. Yeah. Stewart's origin in the comic, I think was retconned to, uh, him being a U.S. Marine in Detroit because he was previously like an architect, I think in the original. Yeah. I remember that was, I haven't read a lot of John Stewart comics, but I think that was, supposed to kind of be one of the selling points is that his ring constructs were supposed to be kind of more detailed and more interesting because he was an architect. Yeah. Then they realized they had to like draw that shit and said, fuck it. He's going to have a hammer. <laughs> I, I haven't, there's an early nineties series called mosaic starring John Stewart. That's supposed to be very good. I've never read it, but it's supposed to be very good. I'd, I'd like to read it at some point. But in the comics though, he apparently gets his ring after guy Gardner gets hit by a car. Yeah, because Gardner was the first substitute, I think. Right. And then I think the Marine thing might have originated, although you can correct me if you know better, but I think it might have originated in the Justice League cartoon. That's possible. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Because they definitely do portray him in that cartoon as being a Marine, but I'm not sure if it started there or if it started somewhere else. It was an interesting, if not kind of stereotypical, like depiction of, you know... <laughs> your soldier type. And, and I mean, I, I like him being an architect better personally, but, and I can't remember what Gardner was doing before he got his ring, but I think they're just trying to kind of go with the militarism logic of the Green Lanterns, right? Cause like how Jordan's a test pilot, you know? Right. So Matt, I will say I was initially annoyed when the Stuart gets the ring and it tells him there's like five ongoing genocides in this sector of space. I was initially annoyed by that. Um, because I, I was thinking of Sector in terms of Star Trek. And in Star Trek, a Sector has around six to ten star systems in it. Maybe a few more if you're closer into the galactic core where the stars are more dense. But um, the estimates of the number of stars in the Milky Way are around 200 billion stars. So that would mean that the Milky Way has about 20 billion sectors. But in contrast, if you'll notice, the Guardians of the Universe are the Guardians of the Universe. And so Green Lantern mythology is kind of stupid, and there's 3,600 Green Lanterns, and they're supposed to patrol the whole universe, the whole universe map. And so if technically then a Green Lantern sector would have to be one thirty-six hundredth of the known universe, which uh, given that there's something like two trillion galaxies in the universe, according to our best estimates, that would mean each Green Lantern guards something like 555 million galaxies. That's obviously ridiculous, although, I mean, obviously any of this is ridiculous, but if you do just assume that there are 3,600 Green Lanterns per galaxy, like, you know, the Milky Way has 3,600, um, and the, you know, the Guardians are just the Guardians of the Milky Way, not the Guardians of the Universe, that would be a bit more reasonable. It would mean that each sector has about 55 million stars in it. On either the scale of the universe or the scale of 55 million stars, Five genocides doesn't seem so bad, although I do like to believe that a species that can travel faster than light wouldn't do genocide. However, we know that the Green Lanterns don't really seem to have anything remotely like a prime directive, so we also could be talking about genocides that involve, you know, non-technologically advanced species like humans. Nerd! I, I, I thought it was interesting. 
That's a lot of stars, Bob. Yeah, I, I think you did more research than they probably did, given that number. <laughs> so just just keep that in mind. <laughs> We're just going to make it really big. Greenlander can go where he wants to. That's why there's two of them. <laughs> they can cover more ground that way. You had something you liked that the ring did, too. Yeah, there was a really cool thing, Bob. It could like change his costume to whatever he wanted it to look like. He like it could fit. It fit his style. I thought it was a good explanation for that. You know, because John Stewart's looks different than Hal Jordan's. It's like awesome. It does. It does. Cool yeah. ring. Good eye. Good eye. Good eye for detail, Matt. Good eye. For <laughs> detail. So speaking of looks, Matt, while John Stewart and his altered ring costume look good, you know who looked bad? That's right, folks. Martian Manhunter looks like shit. Yeah. How do you fuck up Martian Manhunter's design? Like I don't know, man. <laughs> Green man with a cape. That's about all you got to go for. So I didn't put this in the notes, but this is in like the Tomorrow universe, right? That's like Superman, Man of Tomorrow, and Batman Long Halloween, and the Justice Society movie. Yeah. I think Martian Manhunter is in the Superman, Man of Tomorrow movie. I, I wonder if it was this design or a different design. Cause it, yeah, this I, I don't like remember looking like this. Because this whole lot of design threw me off because he's like, his chest was a V. And it was like way yeah. over-muscled. Uh... I will say, though, this, the, the, the fight in the Watchtower, even though it was kind of short, they did a great job of demonstrating, like, not only his powers, but Vixen's powers, too. Yeah, the way the way he used, uh, he, like, moved his head with, like, his shape-shifting powers. I, I always like that sort of stuff with yeah. Martian Manhunter. And, yeah, you're right. So we see the three Justice League members we meet are Manhunter, Green Arrow, and Vixen. And even though they do a bad job with Martian Manhunter's costume, Green Arrow and Vixen are really cool. And it's nice to see them as, like, major league characters and if you're wondering where all the other league members are don't worry folks they make sure to tell you where every single one of them is at <laughs> yes yes all in exposition it's fantastic they couldn't yes. just give us a pic a screen to monitor with all their names on it or some shit no they had to just you know tell you everything that was going on what a, what a neat little bit we get from green arrow is that he repeats how jordan's saying that the real measure of any technology is how intuitive it is which i thought was nice yeah it's true bob if it's not easy to use Probably isn't worth it. Just saying. All right. So Green Arrow and John Stewart get to Oa, the homeworld of the Guardians, or at least like the capital of the Guardians. I don't know if it's actually their homeworld. And Oa's been really messed up. It's been attacked. There's a bunch of dead Green Lanterns. I think we see the bodies of dead Green Lanterns of Tomari, Salak, Bodica, and Guy Gardner, I think. Is it Bodica or Boudica? I think it's Bodica. Boudica, Boudica. Well, that was Guy Gardner. Okay, because I saw that dude. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure they want that to be Guy Gardner, but there's something on his face, so not not sure if it's him or not. Yeah, yeah. And then we also had a bunch of museum statues on Oa as well as Green Lantern corpses, and I didn't try and track who all the, the museum statues were. Yeah, that I was getting like, the museum statues mixed up with the dead lanterns. I couldn't figure out what was supposed to be what. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but... Uh, What's the name of the ball lantern, though? That's the one I did have a question uh, about. I believe it's Gallus Zed, although I can't tell you anything more about him. Yeah, there was a statue of that one in there. I was like, okay, I know that. Yeah, Green Lantern mythology is something I've always wanted to get more into, but I haven't taken the time, and so I, I, just, I can't tell you much about it. But Bob did map out all the star sectors, so don't worry. Well, that that was just kind of... Because when they said that, like, five genocides in a sector, <laughs> that really bothered me, but then I realized how how much bigger the Green Lantern sectors would have to be. Because there's, you know, they that is one thing I know is they do make a big deal of there being 3,600 Green Lanterns. That's a very common thing. But there aren't 3,600 rings on Hal Jordan's hand. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. 
After Oa, we then go to see Green Arrow and Jon Stewart continue their quest for answers, and they run into the great Hawk Girl. And I really enjoyed this version of Hawk Girl. They make her even more of a berserker than she was in the Justice League cartoon. It was nice. Yeah, but the design choice, once again, with a costume, like the completely bare midriff all the way up to the boobs. I mean, it's an interesting take on the costume. Hey, Matt, who are you to, who are, who are you to shame Thanagarian culture, Matt? Who are you? <laughs> she looks like she should be on TikTok doing stuff. I mean, I'm just saying. Hey. Hey. Matt, I know we were kind of into DC, and especially you were into DC, and uh, buying a lot of comics and feeding me a lot of comics around Infinite Crisis. Do you remember the Rand Thanagar War then? Okay, like, I feel like I have seen this war several times in multiple media. I've seen it in video games, animation, oh, really? comics. Wow. Yes. And every single time I see it, they reintroduce Adam Strange. And I always know it's Adam Strange when he shows up, and they make a big deal like it's like, who is that man? Who is that guy? That's fucking Adam Strange. I know who it is. Anytime you mention this war, he shows up. What was the animation? Uh, what was the animation for the Ranthanagar War? Do you remember? Didn't we? What? Wasn't there some? There wasn't there a JL episode with that stuff in it? I'm pretty sure. There's an Adam Strange like JL Unlimited. I think. I'm. No, I may be wrong. I don't, Maybe it, I don't think there was, but I might be wrong. What have I seen then? Because I know I've seen animated Adam I mean, Strange multiple Adam times. Adam Strange is in Young Justice, but they don't do the rant. He is, yeah. Now, and as I was watching, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then once again, I've been reintroduced to him once more. Was there another movie? Was he in Final Frontier? Uh, was he in he that? Was, uh, he was in New Frontier. Yeah. New Frontier. That's what I'm thinking of. But there's other, I mean, there's other stuff too. He, he was in Brave and the Bold. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't look like he was ever in uh, the Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. But he's Why do they make in... a damn action figure of him then? I don't know. Well, I think they made some action figures of people who weren't. That is true. Some of, some of them were the comics, too. The uh, the uh, comic adaptations and things that tied oh, in with Oh, yeah. It. He probably is in like the Justice League uh, cartoon tie-in comic. Right. Um, so these are the various versions of Adam Strange. There's, been, there's one on Krypton, that, that, that show. Then... There's Brave and the Bold, then there's Young Justice, and then there's New Frontier. And then they did a short film that we, as a part of that showcase series. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, now he's in Beware My Power. He was also in uh, Injustice, DCU Online, and the Lego Supervillains. Oh, yeah, he was in that, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's in everything. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like the Adam Strange character a lot. And whenever we get to the point of this podcast where we're just reviewing comics, which is the point I want us to get to eventually, I really do want to make you read Tom King's Strange Adventure series with Adam Strange just to see what you make of it, because I'm very conflicted on it myself. Yeah, I'm going to have to pull that up and start reading it now, because I, I, I need to know more about uh, Adam Strange, because you have a love for this character that I don't have, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably the best way to do it would to have like for me to pick like the three best Silver Age comics with him in them. Read those so you kind of get a sense of it, yeah. and then read the Strange Adventures. That would probably be probably be the strategy. I will say just to for the listeners, the other the two big depictions of the Rand Thanagar War in the comics are there's one in the late seventies, and then there's one as a tie-in to Infinite Crisis in the mid two thousands. The late 70s one got erased by Crisis, but then, you know, the I, I'm not even sure what counts anymore, so I don't know if the one that ties into Infinite Crisis still counts in official continuity. No one knows what counts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, do, do you agree with me and Jon Stewart that the Green Lantern Oath sucks? 
Oh yeah, it's, it's really bad. Except for, I mean, but he did kind of make it cool. He made it kind of cool at the very end of this movie when he's fighting that final battle with Parallax. It is a little bit better when an angry black man says it in a climax. Yes, moment. I will. I mean, like some Samuel Jackson shit going on. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But when he yeah. just says it, that when he's trying to charge his ring, it was so lame. Do you know something that'll probably horrify you? What? And I, I believe this is the case in the 80s and the early 90s. Each Green Lantern had their own personalized oath. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Who kept uh, up with that shit? <laughs> I think it was like they would regularly like debut new ones in like the letter columns for like Green Lantern issues. Yeah. That's something we're going to have to look up, Bob, because I, I need to know all these other Green Lantern oaths. <laughs> and if they sound as uh, horrible as this one. Yeah, yeah. So I will say um, I did really love their visual introduction of Adam Strange. I'll, I'll, I really love the Adam Strange hot girl fight. And then I eventually love that hot girl and Adam Strange make up and dedicate themselves to exposing false flags across the galaxy, which, you know, I think is noble. And we could use some of that in American history, too. America. Yes, we could. America. False flags. One thing I will say, this given that I am one of the few people who would identify as an Adam Strange fan, the fact that his wife, Alana, gets killed off screen really sucks. She's a great character. Yeah, I've seen her a few times, too. Like, yeah, that, that's the other character. Yeah, it's Alana, yeah, they did a very good, Adam Strange, they did a very good job Beams. with her in Young Justice. I really liked how they yeah. used her in Young Justice. Yeah, they did a really good job. Which you should check out on our Patreon, folks. Head on over there now. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Okay, so... Our villains for this movie, we have the Yellow Lanterns, sometimes called the Sinestro Corps, but obviously Yellow Lanterns makes a little more sense. And so we have Sinestro, Lysadrak, Parallax, and Arkillo. They're usually shown as being part of the Yellow Lantern Corps, but then you also have in the Yellow Lantern Corps Despero and Kanja Roe, who are Silver Age JLA villains, who are both in the Justice League cartoon, but are not usually portrayed as being in the Yellow Lantern Corps. And also, Conjuro is gender swapped. Uh, she's Conjuro in um, the Justice League cartoon. And then finally, we have Lord Damon, who is a Titans villain who I'd never heard of, even though I've read a comic. I've read comics with him in it, but I just totally did not remember. And he he's hardly appeared anywhere. Yeah, most of these characters were fairly forgettable. Like uh, the only one I really knew for sure was Despero because we had talked about him on Young Justice a few uh, a few weeks back. Which he's totally different characterization in this. Much more yeah. calmer, not a big-ass wrestler kind of guy like he was in Young Justice. Well, and it's wild because, like, the, my preferred version of Despero is the, is the version from, that, uh, from the cartoon, the, mm-hmm. not from Young Justice, but from the Justice League cartoon. That's the better version in my mind where I, I want to say Michael Clark Duncan voices him, but that's probably wrong. I'm probably being racist in saying that. Damn. Uh, Keith David. Yeah, I was being racist. Sorry, Keith. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Despero is, is a good character, and I don't know. I think Sinestro, Lysa Drac, and Arkillo are good characters, but they're not. They're, you're right that they're not developed very much here. No, they're just cannon fodder for fight scenes. <laughs> so, Matt, we, you know, we have the revelation that Hal Jordan broke bad, right? He got possessed by the alien parasite Parallax. Correct. And we get a neat image of him having, like, 10 Green Lantern rings from having murdered all the Green Lanterns, and that's cool. But the actual visual of him, like, really sucks, because he, like, he sort of looks like Adam Strange, and then he just uh, just gets godded up, and he just basically still looks like Adam Strange, but green with yellow highlights. I don't know. I just thought that design was god-awful. Yeah, before he turns to Parallax, 
the only way I was able to tell the difference between he and Jadam Strange were it was the hair color. And that was it. <laughs> had they had the same hair color, I wouldn't be able to tell the characters apart, which is one drawback to this animation style. That's also just the problem with Silver Age DC, man. As much as I like it, it's just all a bunch of generic-looking wasps, you know? Yeah, it's just a bunch of white people. And uh, But as for Parallax's design, the whole reason with the yellow was because they wanted to make sure you were you knew that he had been infused with the uh, yellow energy or whatever. And that, you know, he wasn't the real Hal. It was, it was, he wasn't the real Hal Jordan. He had been taken over by Sinestro. Yeah, but couldn't they have given him a costume or something? It's a better. Did you like him better when he was butt ass naked? Like for the, when he was first getting, yes, becoming Sinestro? That would have been more visually interesting than just like him in street clothes, but green and yellow. Yeah. There's a scene in this, in this film, guys, where Hal Jordan is uh, being mounted by Sinestro as a yellow tentacle. It's penetrating him. It's uh, it's hot. It's interesting. It's hot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We 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 love we love to get infested by the parallax worm, don't we, folks? We love I'm, it. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen Hal Jordan's ass in animation. So, kudos to this film, Matt. We in the climax of this film, we have a preview, probably of how our friendship will end. What happens? <laughs> yeah, uh, one of us is going to shoot the other one with an arrow in the back. Yeah, yeah. Did you not remember this from the comics? I did, yeah, yeah. yeah but it was it was cool to see though. Like, you know, Green yeah, Arrow had so to kill his best friend. Yeah, just like in the just like in Zero Hour when Hal Jordan goes mad and uh, Green Arrow puts him down like the dog he is. Sad news. The other Green Lantern film I didn't watch. Did it have did it have Hal Jordan and Green Arrow forming their relationship and their bond and all that crap from there? Kind of like in the comics. There have been I think two other Green Lantern films, but neither of them were in this continuity. Okay. Uh, one was like a series of like short films. You, you remember like the Batman Gotham Knight one? Yeah, that was just a bunch of. Sh- yeah, one of them was just that, but for different Green Lanterns. Okay. And then I think Emerald Knights was the was the was the anthology one. Yeah. And then um, one of the earliest ones, like way back in two thousand nine, was uh, First Flight, which was basically just I think a young Hal Jordan story that was kind of. It wasn't literally a tie-in to the movie, but I think it was put out at about the same time as the movie to kind of be like, you know, an animated equivalent of. In theory, right, they're making a TV show for HBO Max, although with the kind of recent shakeups, who knows if that'll actually go forward. Right. I wouldn't count on it. Oh, well, this is this is kind of depressing to me. So the they're supposed to have a Legion uh, movie next year. But instead of it being standalone, it looks like it's going to be in this Tomorrowverse. Oh man, I'm not I'm not really digging the new animated universe as much as I did the original. I don't know if it's just because that's the one I grew up with, or by the original you mean the the Timverse. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch enough of the the? Because you know they had the one that ran from 2013 to 2020. Did you watch enough of that to have an opinion on it? Probably yeah. That's to me. That's like the New Fifty Two series. Yeah, it was very New Fifty Two. Yeah, they tried to just animate all the New Fifty Two comics. What have you seen of this new Tomorrowverse? Have you, you you saw Long Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Long Halloween. I haven't seen much of it. The only other ones are the Superman one and the Justice Society one. That's that's it so far. Okay, I get very confused by how many different animated universes there are. It's a little too many. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting because they have like they kind of have like the overall brand identity of these films as like DC Universe animated original movies, and then there's like 
at least like four different continuities within those so it gets a little confusing yeah i don't have time to keep up with all that shit so i just kind of watch them and go with it but speaking of things you have had time to keep up with matt what was your favorite visual so bob in this film there's a scene where john stewart stabs sinestro and there's blood on his ring but you don't actually see the blade go through Sinestro. You just see the blood splatter on it. I thought it was a mm-hmm. badass scene. Yeah, it's a good visual. It's a good visual. I, I really liked the scene of Strange sacrificing himself. It was very pretty, although it felt very kind of abrupt and quick. It was extremely quick, yeah. It, it kind of just was like, oh, we're just going to set up something for later. Here, throw Strange out there. Do you have a favorite sound choice, Matt? Yeah, the ring works like Alexa or Siri. So you have to say, like, <laughs> ring, do this shit. And, like, you Siri, Alexa... I really wish the ring, though, would have like had a response every time you said ring. If it went like ring and it had that beep sound, that would have been I, I hadn't considered that, but you're depressingly accurate, Matt. Yeah. I thought the theme music of this was pretty good. It was like very Star Wars-y, but it had the more sinister Hans Zimmer-style reverbs over it. Now, when it comes to violence, though, Bob, my favorite bit of violence in this film, there's a scene where Stuart is smushing Hawk Girl against a brick wall uh, that he's created with his ring. Uh, I was like yelling at the screen to like let her, let her off. Like, let her off! Come on! Don't kill her! Let her off! Because like it went on for a while and like you could slowly yeah. see her like dying and suffocating. I was yeah. like, don't kill Hawk Girl. <laughs> this was pretty. Is it very violent but very like satisfying when he finally did let her go? And you're like, okay, whew, he didn't kill her. There's also a very neat scene, too, where uh, Green Lantern constructs a sniper rifle with his ring. Which yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I'm sure that's been done before, but it's just it's really cool to see in this film. It's kind of funny how his constructs are basically all just visual references to his time in Afghanistan, right? So it's like guns, a brick wall, that sort of stuff. Yeah. He's very much like stuck in that frame of mind, which kind of makes me... like I know I hate Kyle Rayner. I don't like him. He's not great. But I feel like if they did put him in a film like this... He would have much more creative, you know, like constructs. Whereas Hal Jordans are primarily like jet planes and stuff and things like that. You know, the stuff he knows. I also need to make you read uh, Tom King's A Mega Man comic, which is the only good uh, Kyle Rayner comic. So I, I, I think my favorite violence was the wings versus jetpack fight of Hot Girl versus Adam Strange. I thought that was very good. And I also liked when we do see Hot Girl's mace make cracks in Stewart's green light constructs. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, they did a good job of making it to where Stewart is not invulnerable. Like, you can tell yeah. that he is struggling when he is in a fight. Mm-hmm. And that his stuff, like, he's not 100% confident in his abilities with the ring. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So, uh, any regrets about this episode, Matt? Or this movie, rather? Yeah, this is a very immature uh, thing, but no one shot a bird. Like, despite the ring being on that finger... And then I go and I Google it. Apparently, the bird finger is where the Green Lantern ring goes. Everybody's always worn it on the bird finger. I figured it'd be the ring finger, but no. Um, but I guess <laughs> flipping people off would probably be more of like a Guy Gardner type thing. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. I uh, wish they actually developed the John Stewart hot girl romance and not just tease it. Oh, wait for a sequel. It'll happen. This is, I, I think, a pretty obvious one, Matt. But who is your favorite major character of this movie? Bob has to go to John Stewart. I mean, he's the main character in this film. It's just, uh, he, he, he steals the show. It's his film. Me too. How about your uh, favorite minor character performance? Okay. Does Green Arrow count? I mean, they do bill him as a major character, but in practice, he is kind of a minor character. Yeah, I mean, he had some pretty good one-liners, and then the whole like ending piece, you know, that was a rough ending for him, but yeah. I like, I'd say Green Arrow was probably my, my favorite minor character. Uh, for me, I'll say Lysa Drac, mostly just because she's either the same species or a sister species to one of my favorite Legionnaires, Shadow Lass, so I was happy to see her. 
Now, about my least favorite character or le- is are the any of the bearded Iranians. Like I, I could not tell them apart. It was driving me insane. Yeah. One drawback to this animation is that like their fa- faces. There's only so many like faces they can put. They. It, and I think you're right though. It goes back to like there's primarily white people. Well, I I will I will say that this is although I like this movie mostly and I think it does a pretty good job with Adam Strange. The way it represents the, the Iranians is just really boring and shitty and kind of very kind of cliche. Yes. Um, a, a much better version is the Young Justice episode we covered on our Patreon show not too long ago. Oh, I agree. There's so much more they could have done with them, and they just kind of they just look like normal dudes with beards, and that's about it. Yeah, and they just have like they just seem to have like generic sci-fi warrior culture, you know. I would say Miley's favorite character, though, although you're totally right about the Radians, is despite what I thought as a child, Hal Jordan sucks. So uh, I'm kind of glad to see him go evil in this, and I hope he just kind of stays dead or evil in this universe. So, Bob, like, how does this film stack up? Have you seen the other Green Lantern animated films? I have, but I don't remember them that well, but probably this is slightly better. I, I, I've seen the Green Lantern animated series, too, and I, th- I think this is probably slightly better than all that. Did you see the live-action film? No, God. No. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Although it does follow some of the exact same plot points, which you would expect, you know, because it's the same idea. He gets the yeah. ring off a dead person that flies to Oa. Same idea. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. All right, Matt. So it's uh, it's time to do our uh, our favorite segment. And by our, I mean my favorite segment. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah I, I'm um, just going to be honest with you, Bob, on this one. I'm just going to agree with whatever you mentioned. Because like in the previous uh, DCU AOM episodes that we have had, I haven't seen enough of these, I don't think, to really remember them. These are, I've seen a few more than this that I can't remember well enough to rank. But of the ones I've seen and feel like I remember well enough to rank, uh, these are the DC Universe animated original movies. I would say Justice League versus Fatal Five is number one. Soul of the Dragon, which we just covered, is number two. Good film. Yeah, good film, good film. Uh, Justice League Gods and Monsters, which is an Elseworlds, I would put it number three, although I think my boy Noah didn't like that one, but I liked it. Number four is one you made me watch a long time ago, but I still remember pretty fondly. It's Under the Red Hood. Yeah, damn good movie. Damn good movie. Um, the fall-off starts around here. Yep. Like epi- <laughs> uh, Number five, I would say, is All-Star Superman, which is fine, but a pale imitation of the genius of the comic. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did see this one, um, and I agree. Although your next one, you're saying Beware My Power comes after that, though? I probably think... I could be convinced that Beware My Power should go maybe even like above Under the Red Hood. But I think All-Star Superman is not bad as a movie and maybe is more coherent. Like it's maybe more a more cohesive piece than Beware My Power. I just think it ultimately, it's just always going to be overshadowed by the fact that the comic is so much better. You've got Gotham by Gaslight next. Which I thought was like fine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was, actually I would say, I thought it was surprisingly good. I didn't think it was good, but I thought it was surprisingly good, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then Gotham Knight, the anthology film set in the Nolanverse is next. I didn't mind that one as much. I like that they introduced some characters that you would never see in live action, so... But then the animation style didn't always really fit with the same tone as the film, so it kind of builds up yeah. the live action yeah. films. And then I would put New Frontier next, which I I really hate both the comic and the movie. Like I think, unlike most people, I think New Frontier is a very bad comic. I saw that one a long time ago, and I actually bought that on DVD. It, it was okay, 
But you're right. I would put it more towards the middle of your list. And then I, I really thought the year one movie was really bad. I thought Brian Cranston as like Gordon like sounded great in theory, but in practice was so phoned in and so boring. Now, next on your list, Bob, you have Batman versus Harley Quinn. Isn't this the one that was like set in the animated universe? Yeah, that it and Justice League versus Fatal Five are both set in the animated universe. Yeah, I, I feel like Batman and Harley Quinn should be at the bottom of your list. But then again, I haven't watched JL Dark, so it must be really bad. JL Dark is fucking terrible, man. It's so bad. To me, the unwatchable starts around New Frontier year one, and then Batman versus Harley Quinn and Justice League Dark are definitely unwatchable. So Batman versus Harley Quinn, that's the one that's uh, notorious for being like the one where Harley Quinn rapes uh, Nightwing, correct? Yeah, yeah, but that's not that's not my problem with it. Okay. <laughs> Bob's okay with that. Bob's okay yeah. with the rape of Nightwing. I am. I am. I, I am totally fine with that. It's it's just everything else about it. So Matt, do you have any uh, thoughts to just close us out on James Gunn taking over all DC media? So is everything going to be like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy now? Uh, I don't know, but it's probably going to be more Marvel, Marvel-y. Like lots of space shit and everybody seems a little no. dirty and shops at thrift stores? No, I think it's probably just going to be a lot more quippy. I mean, he also did Peacemaker, man. There's no... There's no space shit in Peacemaker. At least what? not a lot. But there's damn aliens that have inhabited those people. <laughs> yeah, but you're... I, I, I don't know. I, you're I don't saying think going you're into here. space? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think your bit here is just presuming that everything will be like... Every movie will be Guardians of the Galaxy, which I don't think is a strong bit. You don't think it's a strong bit, Bob? I see what you're saying. No, I, don't so think so. I, should, I should be more... Uh, open to James Gunn and his, his stuff. No, I, you're going to be really pissed, though, when all these next animated movies are all set in space. Batman in space. I'm not telling you to be excited about James Gunn taking over DC. I'm just saying that you should have a more sophisticated critique when that then they're all going to be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker, although in some ways very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, were not similar to what you're saying. <laughs> You heard it there, folks. Bob says that they were very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. But not in the way you were saying. <laughs> not in the way I'm saying. Okay. Yes, it's possible for you to be both right and wrong, Matt. It, it frequently happens on this show, in fact. It, it does, it does. You just gotta guess which one I'm in. So it, it, tur it turns out that uh, the, the end of the friendship will actually be me murdering Matt over James Gunn, which I didn't think I had any strong emotions about James Gunn until Matt started talking about him. This is Green Lantern, Beware My Power, a special bonus episode of Uncanny Treks. I am Bob. I am notching my arrow. I am taking aim at my best friend. I am letting that arrow fly. And oh my God, it just struck the skull of my co-host Matt in the Southland. Oh shit, that hurt. Good thing I have, have a, a great power night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that I got off a dead alien. All right, thanks for listening, folks.